Watch episode 72. Jacob Rowland, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing good, Jeeps. Good to have you back. Yeah. I know you were a little absent there because the Game of Thrones Game of discussion Thrones. was yeah. going on. And to actually, for those who are listening, it was supposed to be Duvall on tonight. He texted me about four hours ago and said he wouldn't be able to make it. He has a partially torn Achilles. So, you know, hopefully he gets better. He said he had to be off it for a little bit. He might have had to hang up his hoop shoes. Because I think a partially torn is going to put him out for a little yeah, bit. Put him so, out a little bit. <laughs> Jeeves stepped up for us, but we've got a first time guest, probably one of the biggest guys I've ever worked with. Zach, how you doing, What's man? What's up, guys? This yeah. is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the coolest man cave. I know people really? just, just visualize the panther color, you know, yeah. that teal everywhere. It's just, it's an awesome man cave. I feel appreciate like man that. Down here. I appreciate that. <laughs> So, Zach, Zach Asac, right? Yeah. How you say it? Yeah, that's right. Like I met Zach. What? Probably when did you start working at? Well, you were uh, you're at June, Fox. June, yeah, June. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so but you're working through NASCAR. Yes. And ran into him. Was like, oh, and then like he brought up. I know people around the office kind of said, oh, did you Google him? Because you're a pretty big dude. You played college football at Duke, Duke right? Yep. And then as you said, you you had a cup of coffee with the Bengals. Yep. And you were there, what, when it was T.O. and Ocho Cinco? Yeah, Carson Palmer was there. Carson Palmer. And, uh, yeah. Now, I also saw that So they, you went from quarterback at Duke. Yep. Then you kind of moved. It was at safety, and then you go to linebacker. Safety, it, yeah. I, I, was, I was always a good athlete, and yeah. um, Coach Cutcliffe came in, and um, he kind of wanted to get me on the field, and we had a good starting quarterback there. And um, so he asked me if I wanted to go to safety, and it was kind of a uh, – I was like, man, my my heart's at quarterback, but yeah. uh, I gave it a try, and unfortunately, I was I got in some trouble in school with plagiarism. I was suspended and never really got to play that season um, as a safety. But um, as of when the season was over, I got an opportunity to go to um, do the pro days at Boston College and Duke, and I put up great numbers and times. Yeah. And um, the Bengals picked me up as an undrafted free agent as a safety, and. You know, what year was this? This is 2010. 2010, okay. Oh, so right. Yeah. So, and I was like, man, this is, you know, you think your whole life, you picture it going to the edge, a quarterback, I'm going to, but as a safety. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, man, I was like, I could do it, but I, I knew I had the athletic skill, but I was like, playing quarterback, you get really soft. I haven't hit anyone <laughs> in a long time. But the thing I had, I think I had an advantage as a quarterback, I knew the alignment and, you know, being a – I knew where the safeties were supposed to be, and I yeah. understood what the offense was doing. But fast forward, to you know, I was with them to training camp to from May to the end of July, and I had no business being out there. I was playing <laughs> with guys who was there for a long time. Yeah. But I held my own, and when they finally caught me, it was kind of a relief because I was like, man, you know, I just didn't have a fight. I was like – Okay. So, but, uh, so is that a – since cut day kind of just happened now in the NFL a couple yeah. of days ago mm-hmm. – is that what kind of goes through a lot of people's minds? As in, you realize once you get out there, like, yo, I've been good my yeah. whole life, but yeah. now there's just that's the next level. It was funny. The first day we had a rookie mini camp, Carson Palmer comes in. Yeah. He's talking to all the rookies. And I'll never forget, he's like, guys, um, he, w- he was talking about how if you're if you're a drafted guy in the first three rounds, you'll, you'll, you're pretty much going to make the team. But yeah. if you're fourth and on, you gotta you got to work your balls off, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough to make the team. And yeah. he was just – a straight shooter, and I knew that. And so you just had to go out every day and just do something that caught the coach's eye. And because you're always the fourth one, on, you know, doing the drills. So, you know, I was always just trying to hustle the ball, do something that jumped out on the tape, the, yeah. eye, the eye in the sky, they always say. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, it, it, it was certainly tough, but uh, it, it was an awesome experience. So you do know. you have your jersey from there? No. I I, 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 talk, I got all the gear, though. You know, the gym shirts. And yeah. yeah. Stuff, <laughs> so I stole a bunch of yeah. cleats. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did yeah. you ever get on the field during preseason? 
No, I never got to do uh, that. So yeah. You never got to yeah, do that. Nothing to do that, but, you know, doing scrimmages and, uh, <coughs> and all that. But it, it was a very good experience, man. Those, when you get to that level, you have to just know the playbook in and out. And you're only good until you can be replaced. And But the guys are just fast and big. And <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was. I, I really learned a lot after you know experience for just for a couple months. Yeah, nice. Okay, so what? So where did you where did you grow up? I grew up in the Boston area. Okay, so get the accent now. Okay, so how, what brought you all the way down to Duke? Um, well, you know, I my dad played football at Duke, and okay. so I grew up always a big Duke fan, and I went through all the recruiting and everything, and was recruited by a lot of the ACC schools and a lot of um, Ivy League schools and. Duke offered me a scholarship in the quarterback situation. It was the best place for me to start early, and okay. I was fortunate enough. So I, did, I committed there, and I started um, four games until my freshman year and um, did well. And then, you know, it was tough. Duke was going through a transition. Um, um, I had two head coaches and three different offensive coordinators. So there was a lot of up and down yeah. when I was there. But I got to be coached by a lot of some of the, you know, Great coaches. My quarterback coach my freshman and sophomore year was Bill O'Brien, who's now the head coach yeah. at the Texans. Real yeah. good guy. He's a Boston mm-hmm. guy, so we had a good connection there. Okay. And um, and then David Cutcliffe, who's the head coach there now, he's a great guy. You know, he coached the Mannings growing up. So I got to learn a lot of different offenses, different coaching and uh, learning styles. So it, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from Duke, made it to Bengals. Oh, hello, Jerry. Hello. How you doing? My wife just showed up. Hi. How are you? Um, oh, you're just gonna, oh, just gonna take the pictures now. All right. So you went from there. You go through all your ups and downs at Duke, but then you go. Well, who? Like, how was it hanging out? You said you brought Carson Palmer, but how about Chad Johnson? Oh Trill man, it's just all they're, that. they're just they're coming with so much confidence. Yeah. And as a rookie, you're just like, man, just you know, but. You know, I was this guy. I was like, man, you got to go up against these guys mm-hmm. to, you know, show up. And I just never really had the opportunity to, you know, because I was always a fourth stringer. So okay, I was going yeah. against the other guys. But, I mean, those guys haven't made it that well. They don't really practice that much. Okay. And, um, but I always say to my claim of fame, they they released me and they brought in Pac-Man Jones and he's still there. He's a little better than me, but, yeah. 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 So you get cut. What... What then goes on in your mind? Since you kind of knew, like, okay, I probably tapped out of my potential. What's you know, the I, next step? The, the, actually, when I was released, my agent got me a an, um, another tryout with, okay. with the Texans. Okay. And I had to think deep down. I was like, I really – and they, they wanted me at safety. And, and, you know, I was being realistic. I was like, I can go through this again and probably be released. I was like, my heart just wasn't in. I yeah. wasn't wanting to waste anyone's yeah, yeah. time. So – and I tell a lot of people that, and they're like, "Man, you're crazy!" But I was like, I was, I was, I could sleep well at night knowing that, you yeah. know, I was happy and I gave it everything. Yeah. Maybe if they asked me a quarterback, yeah, you know, I would, it would have been a different answer. Mm-hmm. But after that, you know, I, when I was at Duke, I played with two guys who lived in Sweden. Yeah, and over there they have a European football league that I never even heard of. Yeah, so I made a profile and I made a, my highlight tape and a bunch of coaches. Reached out to me from over there, and and they wanted me to play. And you know, I've never been over here, but it was a great opportunity for me to go over there and play and you know tour different countries. So I had, I lived in Barcelona, Spain, on the beach for oh, wow. seven months and played in the Spanish football league, and it was absolutely awesome. I got yeah. my apartment paid for. You know, I got a gym membership, and um, you know, they give me about a thousand euros a month to live on. So. It was great, and after the season, I got to tour around, and uh, I got to live on the beach, and you know, just see different parts of Europe for you know, pretty much free. And yeah. Else's always. So it was really neat, just kind of end my football career in that regard. Quarterback cool. or safety? Actually, both. A quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah, we made it to the Spanish national championship, and we lost by a touchdown to our rivals. But in the playoffs, uh, I played both ways, which was it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, going back to high school there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, I will say this a little quick it, little pub if you haven't yet sign up for our Pick'em League out there if you're listening it's your first time we got it on Yahoo winner gets Triple three Whammy Sauce a big old prize pack as we have all three of Triple Whammy Sauces and then also a t-shirt koozie towel all that good stuff so what would be your your 
your most memorable moment that you had in college? Did you ever have one play or one game that just kind of stuck stuck oh, out as something? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of great memories. You know, I always I always loved traveling to the away games, and the one that stuck out to me my freshman year we played at Clemson and just playing Ooh. in that stadium, yeah. seeing them run down, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. this is really cool. They're in playing in the old. Um, Orange Bowl with the Miami Hurricanes play. That was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. But yeah. They smoked us. <laughs> they had Greg Olson, oh, wow. uh, okay. the senior year. And, um, yeah, he, he was just nasty. But anyway, I, I had one of my best games at Clemson my freshman year. I threw for about 330 yards. We lost, but it was just, you know, it was just that part in my freshman year where everything was just clicking and I just yeah. felt really comfortable in the game. And uh, it was just cool to play against, you know, 85,000 people there. Yeah. It was really yeah. neat. Who was the best trash talker you ever came across? Ernie Sims against Florida State. Man, I didn't know in the first round. Yeah, he was was just like a man child. I was this little skinny white guy. I'm just like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Like the suburbs of Boston. Yeah, yeah, this guy's just a big dude. Yeah, yeah, from the the country (laughs) of Florida. Oh, yeah, you know. He was calling me like the N word and you know, <laughs> F this and F that. And I didn't really understand most of what he was saying, but I was just like, man, this guy was just terrible. Like, <laughs> How about the, me. the worst you ever had heard? The worst? Yeah. Uh, like, that was just bad at it. Like, it was like, why are you even talking? Yeah. You know, Georgia Tech always had a bunch of um, trash talking guys. I forget his name, but he had the longest neck in the world. But, you know, he just. You know, he would point at me, you know, blitzing and said, I'm going to sack your ass. And, you know, just really <laughs> degraded stuff. You know, talk about your family. I was just like, man. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I go to the family party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you, I'm, I'm guessing that you also still call, follow college football. Oh, stuff yeah. Now. Yep. now, do you work with Wes Bryant over so, ACC? Um, yeah, no. He, no. I, I came I, – when I first got into the yeah. business – I worked with the ACC Digital Network okay. for five years. Okay. I left, and then he came, and then okay. I freelance over there. So we, okay. we crossed paths, and um, okay. he and I, he, you know, being a, I don't find many former athletes in yes. the line of work I am unless true. they're on camera. Yes, very Not true. many producers. So to see him um, kind of doing the same role I'm doing, it's you know, it's just you know, it's just different. We just you know, so we always talk about you know old football stories and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. and uh, Wes has been on a couple times, and I've known Wes probably for about. Five six years now. He does a great, He has a good show. Yeah, the West got range. Yeah, yeah, that's about, good. Yeah, a lot of stuff about yeah. spots out in Charlotte, but yeah, Wes is always good to talk about. You know, especially he played offensive lineman and he, like him saying like he knew when, as you said, oh, I'm about at my max. Yeah, it's about yeah. as far as I'm going to be able to yeah. go. Just knowing, and then you know, going against other players and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a guy I worked with in L.A. when I was out here in Charlotte as. He was in L.A. on the assignment desk, and it was Sam Martinez. He was an offensive lineman that played with Cam Jordan at Cal. Oh, no kidding. I remember asking, talking to him, yeah. and when I saw him, he he was he had lost all the weight from playing offensive line. I met him. You never would have thought he played because he was yeah. so nice and a great guy. And he, I was like, so who's the best player you ever played against? And he brought up Cam Jordan. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, even when you practice, he's like, yeah, that guy was phenomenal. And if anybody's listening doesn't know, he's got defensive end for the Saints now, yeah. but – um, so I think it's always interesting to hear you guys' story because a lot of people, like I said, look at TV. You don't look as big, but then all of a sudden when you stand well, next to well, somebody. Well, it's so funny, the positions. You say, uh, like, a lot of linemen. Everyone's like, man, you play quarterback? I, you know, I, I grew, I grew. you know, I put on muscle after because, okay. you know, they never let the quarterbacks really hit the weights. And I'm yeah. a big weightlifter, so yeah. I got bigger. While the offensive linemen, you know, they're always on it. Yeah. And once they stop. They get all skinny. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like opposite. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, what do you play? What you know? Was linebacker? I was like, no, man, quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you think about this past weekend with college football officially kicking off? I thought it was good, man. It was just there was a lot of really good games, and yeah. um, you know, I love the uh, Alabama Florida State. Um, you like, know, is there anybody going to be able to compete with Alabama again? I just feel you like... know what I, I think if Florida State played Alabama. And if they're a court, I, I hate to see their yeah, quarterback. Right? Dude, yeah. he was nasty. Yeah. I like the ball he throws. He's real smooth. Yeah. They got a bunch of speed on the team. If they played later in the year, I think, I think they so could get too. them. Yeah, yeah, I think they could. I think and like, it'll be interesting to see how Clemson responds with losing ten guys. Yep. Um, their quarterback is a question mark. We don't really know, but yeah, yeah Francois. The only thing to worry about Francois now is it seems like he hasn't been able to really finish the season. Yep. Like yeah. Last year he got yeah. knocked out. Yeah. This year now That's it's kind of a game. knock on him. Yeah. That's, I mean and. 
I don't know how you can shake that off per se. Going if you're going to make it to the pros, bigger, faster, stronger, yep. you know, yep. kind of thing. So and the Clemson QB looked good. Too, he did look, yeah, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. look good. And I'm surprised. Ohio, Ohio State, Ohio State looked good on Thursday night. They did when they yep. played Indiana. They had to come back and yeah, they came back and they started blew, slow. They blew, they blew them out, but yeah. it showed that that quarterback yeah. came and that first running back they had yeah. too was dirty, which mm-hmm. he broke. I think Maurice shows yeah, yeah, Maurice Flores record. Yeah, Ohio yeah. State yeah. touchdowns in a game. But yeah, I thought it's always interesting these first two weeks. I always think because you've got some teams that play the cupcakes just to win. I think most. Alabama always does it right. Yeah, They're playing these big. Yeah, just you got to set the tone. Set the, I know yeah. they play cupcakes for the next, but yeah. you got to set the tone. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and that's what I think too. I, you know, I hope somebody can compete with them. I'm sure they're going to still make it to the, the final four or whatever they call it there. But it, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And I mean, even last night, I thought Georgia Tech had it in the bag against exciting. Tennessee, and then all that of a sudden you flip back, yeah. and Tennessee's come back. But it seems like Tennessee's kind of been that up. They've been up and down. But so Sean, this, this is a hot, I think Butch Jones, he's going to be on the hot seat. Oh, got well. They got to be. Yeah, out yeah. if yeah. they go 500 again yeah. or just barely make a. Whatever you call it, bowl kind of thing. Yeah. I think they they go new, but yeah, you know, and seeing well, I mean, what, uh, what Cam Newton's brother Howard for Howard, Howard University said, Liberty pulling up, and then UCLA pulled a big oh, oh, back yeah. over Texas. Oh yeah, twenty four to ten, they come yes. back and win that. Yeah, That's unbelievable. they beat them by one, and I was like, yeah. are you serious? Let me guys ask you this. Yeah, they brought it up on TV today, which Texas and Texas A and M. You know, they. they these Texas schools are not doing that well. No. What, what yeah. do you guys think? I mean, and they have good recruits, Ken. Yeah. I mean, I was I was watching it today on um, the uh, Fallbaum show yeah. on SEC Network, yeah. and he was saying that Texas A&M coach, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. If he doesn't do good yeah. this year, then they might start oh, new, oh, yeah. just like Tennessee. I, I, but back to that, like, why do you, I just – it's interesting because since Mac Brown kind of started struggling – Texas kind of fell off because yeah. Texas was up there in the national championship. I mean, until when Cole McCoy went down that, in that championship game, it's kind of when they started tailing off a little yeah. bit. And then I think someone got through because of Manziel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. completely carried yep. and got him a Leo. Yeah. So it's interesting with all that talent that comes out of there, they still can't put it. But then again, I think there haven't been that many Texas players drafted as well. That's true. Like, yeah. I think last couple of years, there's only been like two or three when it normally would be. Up there, 11, maybe yep. 7, something yeah. like that. But I don't know. They just got to – I mean, you know Texas. They have players. They just – maybe they're going somewhere else. It yeah. seems like maybe LSU's uh, pulling them. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I, I thought it was kind of what Texas coach said. Oh, well, you know, Mac Brown lost his first game. Nick Saban lost yep. his first game. But yeah. I think he kind of needs to, rub, you know, calm yeah. down on that talk yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's focus on trying to get it back because they – they have no patience out there as well. Yeah. And so, you know. You know what I'm really pulling for this year? It's kind of a random team. It's the uh, University of Minnesota. I was watching the Big Ten Network, and they have a new coach, P.J. Yeah, Fleck. Yeah, yeah, Man, Bro, what a guy. Man. Dude, dude, I was ready to jump out. I'm like, see that work? And like, I go play for him. So, you know, he did real well at, um, um, what was it, Montana State? Yeah. And, um, dude, real, real cool guy, man. I just love, I just love his I remember message. when they did the special on him. At Montana, right before all the bowl games and stuff, and then he, when Minnesota came open real late, yep. I was, and people were like, "Ah, oh, he's not going to go there. He's going to stay one year." I was like, "Why wouldn't he want to go to Minnesota?" Like yeah. to me, it seems like you know, it seems almost like a Nick Saban when he went to Michigan. Like, go to a place and build your resume sure. a little bit better. Yep. Yep. So then you, and because right then there wasn't a bit like, you know, one of these Alabama's going to be open. I don't think Clemson may be open. In a couple of years, because if Saban retires, I think Dabo goes down to Alabama yep. just yeah. because of the ties there. Yep. Yep. Um, so, and maybe Texas is open in a couple of years. If he sets himself up, if you can win at Minnesota and consistently, I think sure, you yeah. can have a pick Absolutely. of the litter of wherever yep. you want to go. Yeah. But yeah, that guy, uh, he has the row of the boat. And he just, it seems like he trademarked brought, that. Yeah, he trademarked yeah. it because he yeah. brought it from yeah. Minnesota to, I mean, he brought it from Montana to Minnesota. Yep. And it just, yeah, he just, Either he's getting a big job next, then maybe he can go to the NFL. But it just seems like that guy enjoys doing oh, what he's, he's doing. What a motivator. Like yeah. And see, it's, it's wild to see different coaches, like a guy like that, who always – obviously he's going to get on your ass every now and then sure. to miss a play. But him compared to like a Nick Saban, who feels like he's more of a chew-you-out kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. Even on his coordinator, it seems like he wears his coordinator's yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I mean, go back to you with coach-wise, what was – to you, what was your best coach? 
you know, like Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He was a hard ass man. Yeah. I mean, he just he was a straight shooter, but he was a great teacher about reading safeties. Yeah. And I always took his teachings through, you know, my my career. Um, versus the guy after him, his name was Peter Voss. He coached Brady Quinn when he was at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, he actually, he and I grew up in the same town in, in Massachusetts, but so we had a connection there. But he was more of a player's coach, real, you know, kind of low key and um, just different coaching style. But, um, you know, I always go back to, you know, thinking about what Bill O'Brien taught me. He was just, you know, we really got on, you know, he didn't take any bullshit from anyone. And, yeah. You know, he just get, gave a lot of respect. You know, gained a lot of respect from all of the players. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Now, have you ever watched um, Last Chance You? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. in the middle of the second season. Second season. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Coach? Because that guy, to me, I just – the way he talks to his players and talks to his coaches sometimes and then does some of the things he doesn't want his players or coaches to do, it kind of just – but, like, to me, it would get almost to my point where it, it would make you want to quit because he's yeah. the guy you don't want to be what, around. You know what – doesn't get enough credit in that show is the academic advisor that. Oh was yeah, there. yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all those guys. guys, all those guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you can't just go to class and they're. I mean, their heads in some place yeah. else, and I just get so frustrated watching yeah. that show. Sometimes well, these guys, they have the talent, and they just, oh, yeah. you know, everyone's raised differently, and they yeah. just have different work ethics, and you know. But I just, you know, I watch them, just like, oh, man, just, just give it effort. You're only there for a year, man. Yeah, just, it's, but. But you know that coach. Yeah, he's a hard ass. Mm-hmm. But and everyone's coached him. It's it's tough, man. He does have a tough job. Yeah, he really. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you only, and we only get to see a snippet of what yeah. maybe seventy total yeah. hours of, te- yeah. of tele- television. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. But just sometimes it seems like he's, you know, he's a pot calling the kettle black. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. they say and all yeah. that. But you know, to each their own. Now I will bring this. The reason we we keep a TV on in the background. So they've announced that Ezekiel Elliott's six game suspension has been upheld. Well, I think that that affects a lot of the a lot of the NFC landscape there. I mean, six yeah. games that's yeah. a good chunk of the NFL that's season. That put him right, right, that put him right at his uh, bye week. Okay, so yeah, oh, really? he was going to come out. He play week seven. They got they got a bye week. Um, week well, six. Uh, you so, know, they open up. They open up with the division game too. Yeah, Saturday night, the Giants. Cowboys yeah. and Giants. I mean, I, I think there's no doubt who's at least going to miss the first couple games. But to keep it, usually I thought it, I thought it at least be knocked down to four. Four. That seems yeah. to be the NFL's way is that if you appeal it, you knock it down. But I don't know how this might be a longer battle. But reading everything, it sounded like the girl he was with. That girl's yeah. case, man. I, yeah, she sounded like she was out to get him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think what hurt him the the most was after that happened. He had some stuff at OSU. Yeah. And then he had the St. Patty's Day yeah, yeah. where he's out front and pulls the girl's shirt down, which, yeah, the girl wasn't mad, but it's on video. You don't want to get caught like that. Yeah, but he has to hold himself to a different Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know. He can't be like a regular Joe with a St. Patty's yeah, Day absolutely. and pull that yeah, down. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's it, even though if it's any one of us now at our job, if they catch that, we're oh, probably going to get paid too. Yeah, so, yeah. But again, yeah, as an NFL player, you got to realize that no matter – whatever you do is going to be analyzed through a microscope. Yeah. So hopefully this will – Deswell him up a bit on that. Hey, can't do this crap. Well, because now you're looking at a suspension like this. Anything that he does, if he gets popped with anything small, that's a whole season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's and he's only on year two. Yeah, yeah. And to be already at this part at year two, that's a scary scenario there with 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 everything going on. I'm just curious, like you know, on the team who they need some like senior leadership to kind of kind of set up. Well, I saw somebody because they have a lot of these young players, kind of the you know, guess kind of the faces of the team. I saw somebody say it was, I can't remember who was there, who tweeted out basically said, when I was there, I would tell people to go hang out with Jason Witten. Good point. Stick yeah, by yeah, his side, yeah, yeah. learn what he's done. Because you're talking about a guy who's been in the league for 13, 14 years, hasn't really had any issues with sure. yeah. outside of football don't all that they, kind of stuff. Don't they, like, when like all the pro days and stuff like that are going on, don't they do, like, a seminar like Herm Edwards? I thought I heard something about Herm Edwards – Talking to all those guys and yeah, they, have, they have a rookie uh, yes. symposium or yeah. something like oh, that. Really? Yeah, yeah, and guys, they bring guys in talking about you know the do's yeah. and don'ts, like vehicle talk, Pac-Man yeah. Jones yeah. talk, yeah. and yeah. kind of say. But I mean, it's with anything. Guys yeah. are gonna, some guys are gonna listen, take it to heart. Some guys are. Just and I think gonna, Emmett Smith's reach out to him. Exactly. Good, yeah. so, but you know, you can only tell a guy so much. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. At some point, he's got to click it in his yeah. mind and go, yeah. "Okay, I'm ready to just yeah. focus on football." And then when I get done, I can go out and do all this party yeah. I want to do, kind of yeah. thing. So. Was brings us, we've got NFL Network on the background. You worked 
at NFL Network for yep. a little bit. So what? So you played Spanish football league. Yep. Got out and of then there. got out of there. Then what? What was next? And then I um, I got my first job in um, in the sports broadcasting yeah. business um, with the ACC Digital Network, okay. which was awesome because yeah. I love. I was a big AC fan of the Atlanta Coast Conference, yeah. and so I started as a production assistant and was moving my way up to an associate producer, and um, just kind of covered everything um, that were sports related with the ACC. And we had a website, theacc.com, which is still up. And uh, so I really enjoyed that and kind of got my feet wet in the business and really learned a lot yeah. about you know everything that goes on. And then you know I kind of wanted to advance my career, so I was looking, and they had um, an opening at the NFL Network out in Los Angeles. So I applied one day, literally the next day I hear back, and they're looking for a segment producer and for NFL Game Day Morning. And um, I did the interview process, and they wanted me. I, I ended up being the producer for Steve Mariucci. So everything he did on the show, um, I produced him, and it was absolutely awesome. He was the nicest guy in the world, told the best stories, and just kind of sitting in you know different in the production meetings with these Hall of Famers, Michael Irvin, Kurt Warner, uh, Marshall Falk, and even um, Rich Eisen, just some their perspective on the game, and, you know, they, they just live life differently, man. And, and it's, <laughs> but it's just, it's just awesome hearing, you know, just a different perspective from these guys, and it was an awesome job. I didn't like living out in L.A. It was yeah. very tough and expensive. I wish it was um, out here on the East Coast. It had been different, but uh, I was with them for two years, and it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. Really awesome. So you're out there. So did each player have a different producer? They did. Oh, yes. wow. That's, yep. that's intense. But yeah. I guess that to keep them all on track, it kind of helps out. But everyone was like, man, Zach, I wish I wish I was Mooch's producer. He, he was literally the nicest yeah. guy. And what I respected about him, he, what his job now, you know, being an analyst, he approached the same way as a coach. I'm yeah. talking about preparation with notes. Yeah. And just he wanted his notes early so he could prepare and it was just because I like doing that too I was like man so he made my job easy and we really clicked and got along and we, we used to go out and you know go to the movie together and get a hamburger so he was just you know just you know real welcoming to me it was yeah, nice yeah. so what, what was the call time for that that show that was an early show oh right? man so on the so it came on 9am on the east coast so I had to be at work at 3.30 in the morning West Coast. Uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, it would start at 6 a.m. Yeah, that's a tough... Yeah. And that's got to wear on you a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Because the game would start and like, I'd be so tired. So I'd just go back to my you know, apartment and I'd, I'd sleep. So I wouldn't be able to catch to like, the night games. But, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I've worked a shift like that before where it's... When you're getting up that... I mean, yeah. the East Coast was a 4 a.m. to 1 shift. Yeah. And it's still, like you said, there's times you'd wake up and just be like, whoo! Oh, this is going to be... It's going to be... Trying a lot of yeah. coffee. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what time did you get off? So show started at six. So on Sunday mornings, that was their only. So I get to work at three thirty, and our show um, will go from on the east, on the west coast from um, six a.m. to ten ten thirty. Okay. So right after that, I get off at ten thirty, and I have the rest of the day. And then I have Monday and Tuesday off, and I'd work a regular nine to five during the rest of the week. Okay. So, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So but what, like our my big project I had with Mooch every week, we had a big. It was called Mini Mooch. Yeah, we'd shrink Mooch down and would incorporate him into like a play, and we'd do an EXO, and it was awesome. So yeah. I came up with that idea every week, and it was just a kind of a comedic spin to put onto an EXO, yeah. and um, it, I really enjoyed it. it so, was cool. what was your decision finally to move to, to come back to the East Coast? Well, so I got I was been with my wife now, and we're engaged, and she she lived out and she lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we'd see each other. You know, oh, so she month. was living in Charlotte yeah, yeah. when you were in L.A. for two years. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's Because tough. I would only go out to L.A. during the football season, so from August oh, okay. to the end of February. Oh, okay. And then I'd come home. So um, it was tough for her to come out because she's, she's a speech therapist, and she had a, she has a good job, so you know, she, I didn't want her to get up and leave. Exactly. Um, and then last year, she was pregnant, so we just had a, 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 a son in, in April, so... Um, you know, I'm I'm committed to my family right now, so it's just tough going back and forth. And I just absolutely love Charlotte. Charlotte's awesome. So yeah. I feel fortunate to got this job with NASCAR now, yeah. and um, really loving that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what, that's kind of where I was going to put you. Yeah, put you back here in Charlotte, NASCAR. But yeah, I mean, East Coast is such a different vibe. And I flew out there one time, West Coast, and it is it's a it's a different world out there. People are flaky. Man. They are, and it, it's. 
it's an all or nothing. You got to be in it to yeah. win it. As in, sometimes the East Coast is a little bit slower lifestyle. Yeah. You feel like sometimes it just fits. It's a whole different world. Everyone's like, they talk about who they know and all yeah. this and that. And, but what got me was like the volume of cars, traffic always, and the volume of people, man. It was like overwhelming. Yeah. It just, you know, I lived, my apartment was probably not even the size of this basement. Yeah. And I was paying, you know, $1,600 a month. And everything was so expensive. I yeah. was just, how did people make it? Yeah, exactly. It exactly. was ridiculous. But it was, it was a good experience. I yeah. enjoyed it. So we got NFL coming up as well, starting Thursday. You got your Patriots hat. Oh, I got my TB12 TB12 hat. Yeah, hat. So you're a big Patriots fan? Huge Patriots fan. Huge Patriots fan. Okay, so what what are you expecting from them this season? Well, I'm going to go back that? when I brought up my suspension from, from school. Oh, so, I, I, so I was suspended, unfortunately. But yeah. it was a blessing in disguise because I got home and I had a okay, friend. Okay, so break down what happened in that scenario. It said, like, if you Google, if you Google Zach, and he told us, you, you know, before we probably Googled him. As everybody does, yeah. you say, yeah. oh, you played sports. i got to figure out your player. Bro. So, yeah, so I just – I try to sneak one by the teacher. Okay. And one of those things where um, I copied a paper. Yep. And not the whole paper, but a couple paragraphs, and I didn't cite it. And, you know, I was just rushing through it and thought it, you know, sounded like me. <laughs> and I did it. Yeah. And the teacher put a sentence in. I was kind of offended that, like, the teacher didn't think it sounded like me yeah. because I was like, whatever. Okay. So she put the sentence in and the paragraph came up. And so I we went to do the judicial dean and um, they're kind of zero tolerance for all that. Okay. And got, you know, got suspended for the whole year. Okay. So, but, so during my suspension, I had to go home. But I, it was a blessing in disguise because I got to work with the New England Patriots. Okay. And I, I was, I worked with them and I got to be an extra arm with them. So I worked with a lot of the guys on the pup list and the injured guys, and throw balls to them, and I'd work with Bill Belichick and his linebacker crew and be kind of the uh, the opposing team's quarterback every week and, you know, throw passes. So it, I got to be around the New England Patriots and Tom Brady um, every day during the season. So oh, wow. it, it was awesome. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. real cool. So do you yeah. have any cool memorabilia from that? Or well, I got, you, you know, shirts and, you know, same thing. The shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just didn't know stuff. you yeah. ever slipped one like, hey, Tom, can you sign this for me real quick? No, I got one of his towels, though. One okay, of his there, towels. You yeah, there, there you go. go. I've never been one to ask for autographs or yeah. anything like that. But, um, um, so, but you know what I noticed, which was actually a good idea. A lot of these guys, you know, the receivers with gloves and how they make them so sticky, which, and even the balls, how they make them, get them extra grip. They don't put stick them or anything, but... They, um, you know, like the heaters they have on the sideline. Yeah. And it shoots out kind of fire. They put their the leather gloves next to it, and it kind of melts the leather. Yeah. So, and they throw the ball back and forth, and it makes the gl- gloves extra sticky, and it puts a little stickiness on the ball too. I'm yeah. Like, that's that's kind of a good idea. Very good. Idea. That is pretty nice. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, I feel you on the autograph. I, when when I was a young when I was younger, we'd yeah. go to Panthers training camp and get autographs. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then it was too, like yeah. at that point to where when you start getting at it, where it's like, oh wait. You're closer to their age, yeah, right? Away, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And then now, like I'm sure you were told, you get into the business, you want to be professional and this sure. and that. Unless yeah. you're, you know, a VP or something that, that you can get away with, yeah, yeah, exactly. the graph. yeah. But us, you know, if, if Jeff Gordon walks in the building, we'd probably get get a little reprimand if we go up. Yeah, right. Can yeah. you sound my T-shirt yeah, or this yeah, pin yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, balance that back and forth. But it, you know, being around, arguably, I think the greatest quarterback elite of this generation. Yeah. Or, yeah. Ever, if you want to sit here and you go, or but that's that's a pretty cool story there to be a part of that and all that good it stuff. Was neat. So. It was neat. But man, where was I going to go next? Yeah. So looking ahead, to NFL season. Everybody, Patriots seem to be favored. Even though they lost to Amendola, they seem to always pull somebody out of the hat. Yep, yep. What What is your feel of it? I mean, I think the Patriots come around the table again. I know I'm a homer, but I'm just yeah. being realistic. I mean, they just got a bunch of weapons. Yeah. Man. They just picked up um, a kid, um, Dorset. Dorset. Yeah. Man. He was a burner. He's a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah. I think that was a big pickup. Hopefully he can pick up the offense. Um, i like to see what uh, Carr does with Oakland. I mean, he just got signed yep. up a big contract. Yep. Um, you know, and also, you know, Cutler, Miami. He's playing in warm weather. Being a quarterback, you want to play in warm. It's not fun to play in cold like he did in Chicago. Yeah. I know he gets a lot of crap because of his looks and all that. But, you know, he has a good arm. He has a familiar offensive coordinator. He knows where it works. So I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I think he's yeah. going to be better than Tannehill. Okay. So, um, and, you know, they got a, they got a good defense. Their secondary is a little, you know, suspicious. But um, I don't know if they can get past New England. But um, I'm thinking big things with them. 
But, um, you know, a lot of these West Coast teams, I mean, Seattle's always tough. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting. No one knows. You know, there's always going to be injuries. So, you know, we'll see. I think – I actually think the Texans are going to be really good. I mean, having J.J. Watt back and healthy and um, – So it's just to see how they – Quarterback-wise. That's not the, so, the problem with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so on Savage, but I think Deshaun can do it. But obviously, yeah. he's not as ready as we thought we all we all thought he was because if Savage is still starting. But yeah. I think, yeah, the defense has never really been the question. It's always been, you know, can the, can the offense get it – or, yeah, offense and yeah, quarterbacks yeah. get it done. So, how about Osweiler, man? That Like, how do you feel if you're him? You may have so much money. He's got the best deal, but – He's just kind of being thrown around. Yeah, but I, if you're also though, he's like he's like a cap of nine lives. I mean, he yeah. keeps the Broncos side him because Paxton Lynch's shoulders all jacked up, so he gets to be the backup. And he, I mean, I guess it would suck, you know, ego wise to go to Houston and be the man, and they yeah. completely trade you for a second round pick to be at Cleveland, and then you can't even get that yeah. job when yeah. they kind of handed it to him. Yeah. yeah, and then they cut it. I mean, he's still making fifteen million, so that must be nice. How do you think Kaepernick feels that whole thing? That's. He should be on a team. Yeah, no, he should. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, for for what all they're talking about, yeah, I know he wasn't the best statistically for the last couple years, but with seeing some of the guys who've got jobs, I mean, he should at least be – I thought he should at least be in a camp, if not a backup. Yeah, you know, exactly. without getting all into the crazy politics yeah. of it, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly, and that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. It seems like the, the owners have kind yeah. of colluded a little bit to say, yeah. oh, "Okay, they don't, they don't, they don't want, they don't want them problems." No, especially <laughs> coach. If you had bring him as a backup, no one, no coach wants their backup getting more attention yes. than another starting guy. And I think that's what kind of hurts him. Yeah, was because last year he was getting so much attention as the backup. Same thing with Tebow when he went. I know that he yeah. can't really, but. He was getting so much attention. Yep. It's tough to answer those questions. Yeah. Of when are you going to play him? When are you going to play him? You know. Yeah, and I think that I think that's a lot of this issue too. Is I, unless something majorly happens to a big guy name, yep. who, a playoff caliber team, their quarterback goes down, and kind of like similar to Sam Bradford last year when Teddy Bridgewater went down. I don't think a team's going to pick him up just because of the sole reason of, regardless, you don't want it every week. Oh, so. If your quarterback goes nine for twenty with two picks, yeah. and they're going, "Wow, when are you going to bring Captain?" Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that happens with anybody's backup. Yeah, I mean, any team anywhere. If your quarterback plays back, except for Aaron Rodgers and except for Tom Brady. Yeah. 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 Other than that, I mean, maybe Philip Rivers you throw in that category and Roethlisberger. Other than that, everybody's teams. It's always seemed like that's the most popular guy on the teams. A backup quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Because it's oh, yeah. always yeah. oh, I haven't seen him play, so he's, he's got to be better than the first guy. So. Yeah. But, Speaking about quarterbacks, talking Panthers, are you surprised they got rid of two quarterbacks? I know they brought in Brad Kaya. I, I think, yeah. Go like Joe Panthers. Webb? I like Joe Webb. I like Joe Webb, and I guess what – and this is Herney. I, for, for a quick moment, I forgot that we got Herney back, and now I know why. One, we've got two kickers, which I can't believe they're keeping two kickers, but whatever. <laughs> but, but two, they let go of Joe Webb. I understand where he's going because I think after – I'm going to rationalize here. I think after they saw Derek Anderson play terribly in the preseason – they knew they couldn't go out and get somebody that could, in case Cam went down in week one, that would at least be as ready enough. Yep. Now, again, I would hope that if Cam went down in week one and was going to be out for eight weeks, they would go out and get Kaepernick because I think he'd be far superior than Derek Anderson, which it's always baffled me that while the Panthers haven't had a backup that is as athletic as Cam or some, you know, yep. similar on the offense. They had that kind of with Joe Webb, but Joe Webb, I always say – what hurt him this year was he was average at everything. Yeah. When they always say you want to be better, you want to yeah, do yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was average at everything, and at that, with the way our running backs performed in preseason, and the receivers, they kind of didn't have a spot for him. They wanted a young guy to develop, and I think Anderson is the last year. After this year, they'll let Anderson walk away. Maybe Kyle will be there. They'll have Gilbert. Maybe they draft another guy or bring another guy in. But then I think they just kind of wanted a claim to have a young guy because Webb was thirty, and yeah. so. Yeah. You know, what you, point. You, yeah. you know what you got with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden at thirty, he's not going to rocket it up and get it going. And plus, he wasn't spending every waking moment playing quarterback. Yeah. He was yeah. in the QB room, then he's on special teams room, wide receiver room. So yeah. I just think you know that's what kind of hurt him. It sucked around here, like I said, but with the way the running backs all performed in the preseason, they kept hey, all those guys. Caffrey, man. Oh, that's and that's that's going to be the key. oh that's, yeah. that's going to be great. That's going to be the key this yeah. season. I, I was listening yeah. to Ron Rivera on the radio, and he was just saying how. It's he's just it's been great, you know, competition, you know, with a lot of these vets, you know, Thomas Davis and he's one on one. Like the yeah. guys can't stop him. Yeah. And, you know, it's become a big thing at practice. And that I mean, I think that's great, man. Yeah. I, 
If those, I mean, if Keith Lee and you know Thomas Davis can't stop him, you know, I, I don't know many other people who and, can. And I, like I said, I'm interested in seasons. We only saw one drive with Cam this preseason. Him, and it sounds like it from his press conference. He had a press conference today, or at least spoke to the media. Sounds like he's ready to take that next step and check the ball down. I always have to hit the home run. Yep. The offensive line looked good in the preseason. I hope it holds up just yeah. as well for the regular season. Um, I'm a little worried about their secondary. I'm fine with Bradbury, but the other – and Coleman are all right, but Adams and Worley seem a little shaky. And the front seven, though, should be phenomenal because they've got, you know, arguably some of the best Panthers of all time with Julius Peppers back there and then Keekley and Davis. I mean, yep. the two interior guys, Short and um, yep. Latulale with Butler coming off. The, I mean, it's yep. – they've got that – the weapons. Did they keep Jeremy Cash, Duke They did, yeah. yeah. They kept Jeremy Cash as he's, he's like, good. they kept like six linebackers. Dang. So he's he's gonna be a special team slash backup, I think, Will. So yeah. um but yeah. Speaking um, about that, uh, do you guys watch Hard Knocks? Yes. Season finale tonight. Yeah, what do you what do you guys oh I, I have to catch up. Okay, yeah. What yeah. do I think of it? So I I think it's been one of the better ones that we've had in a while. Do you believe like all of Jameis's? Do you think that's really him? I think that's really yeah. him. And I think the next question I'll ask you is I wonder how much, how many guys that gets on their nerves. Like that, I'd be the first. Yeah. that would drive me crazy. You know, after, be, after a while, like first for a little bit, you get it, and then yeah. sometimes it's like, yo, just just chill, chill down. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. dude, we're just we're just in the cafeteria. Yeah. I don't need you yeah. talking about motivational speakers yeah. while I'm eating and my, my breakfast. <laughs> absolutely. Like, absolutely. So that's what I wonder there because, but I but I think, but I guess if you win, it doesn't really matter. So that's going to be his next step, is if he wins. But I've liked it so far. I like that they focused. You know, I'm glad that Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans hey, let him talk to, to him. Stop, yeah. They are going to be hard yep. to stop. Um, but I like that. You know, because it used to be hard to so focused a lot on the guys in the fringe, yep. and they never really talked to. Because I only, we, I guess we saw Palmer a little bit in their yep. hard knocks. Yep. But I like that we actually got to you know see those guys and then the fringe player guys as well. But I think it's been pretty good so far. I think Grimes' wife. She's a she's a yeah good, yeah. yeah yeah. She's a loud mouth. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, speaking of shows, are there any shows you're looking forward to starting back up? Oh, uh, you know, that's I've been watching Ballers. I, I, I like the rock. That's that's a lot of fun. I, have you liked this season so far? I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious where it goes. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I listen. Ten like I said, any, yeah, exactly. Anything the Rock touches is going to be gold almost. It yep. seems. Yeah. But I'm kind of you know the first two seasons I liked it a lot. Um, but now I just this season's been kind of like this mix between them trying to go after like they're trying to mold their stories obviously of what happened in the offseason yep. like Ricky Jared with the Patriots they won a Super Bowl yep. and then now they're trying to go to the Raiders because of LA stuff and I just don't know where it's going to go yep. I'm, I'm confused on that part but you know I, I'm going to ask you guys because I've I've tried I've given it one try yeah. I know you guys are Game of Thrones guys yeah. I've watched I've watched the first season I just. You can't get into it. I can't, man. Really? Why yeah. is that? I don't know. It's just, the episodes are really long, and it just, you know, it's one of these you have to focus on yeah. and kind of understand. But everyone says, Zach, you know, I understand the first season, you know, is tough, but, you know, you got to get the second, you know, you got to get into it more. Yeah. Give it a little more time. So so did nothing ever get you excited in the Game of Thrones? It was shot really cool. Yeah. Nothing, you know, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah, but... but see, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big Thrones fan. Man, there's a, I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't like really watch it. And just I met one guy. I think it's a, like, I, what is it? What is it that everyone loves about it? To me, one, it's just uh, it's because it's complete. It's fantasy in a sense of just a wild out there, but it's also mm-hmm. got the politics behind it. And then it's just got these crazy characters who are always doing something to scheme gotcha. and yeah. this world. Uh, of Westeros, and you've got like a north versus south, yep. versus east and west, and you know there's dragons and there's big huge wolves and there's armies and battles and all that kind yep. of stuff. And to me, it's just you know the characters themselves you kind of just get attached to. Yep. And there, it's know, not something I guess for me, it's not something you can binge watch because I was thought you could binge watch it. It's it's very long. I'm just like, all right, I need, to take, a, I need to take a break from this. And see, so I, the only time I watched it when the when the first season came out, it actually. Funny story was, me and my buddy, I was back, I think it was one of the summers of college, and we had a free HBO weekend, and we came in, and actually I was back visiting my parents that weekend, and we just got in from, like, playing backyard football or whatever, and we kind of get flipped through the channels and see this new show, HBO, and we flip it on and watch the first first episode, and my dad came down, and he's like, hey, what are y'all watching? We said Game of Thrones, 
And so we were like, we watched one episode, we're like, ah, oh, we'll watch this later. We're going to we have to go out for the night, you know? We come back at like, you know, we go out and do our bar hopping and stuff. And we come back, it's like 2, 3 in the morning. And my dad's sitting there, he's like, yo, I just want, like, he binge watched the whole season really? while we were gone. Yeah. <laughs> in the next two days, me and my buddy went through and watched it. And I, to me, it's just, like I said, it's just a, it's a show that does a lot of things that a lot of shows weren't doing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of shows, if you go back and watch some of the stuff with characters that have died through yep. it and they're not scared to kill big major characters yep. um, that other shows started adapting to that principle like a good example I'll say like if you haven't watched Game of Thrones and you want to flip through but like you've watched season one yep. so Ned Stark the yep. big, you know yep. Sean Bean's character yep. he yep. dies yep. in any other series before that you never killed a yeah that's right guy. that's a good point like never so to me that was like I was like oh no there's no way he died yeah. they're bringing him back he's gonna they're gonna put his head on be so, like he's. There's no way. He like, died. do fans have like a favorite character? Like, do you have a favorite? There character? are favorite characters, but but you can't get attached to you them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as you like, as soon as you get attached to the characters, yeah, to like the one of the main characters, yeah. you know, then he's never gonna die. Boom, next episode. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's one thing is you can't. You yeah, can get attached to him, but you can't get attached to him like you can't on like a comedy show. Yeah, you yeah. can't get attached to those. Or characters. even some of these actually like Walking Dead. Yeah. To where they 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 like you know on Walking Dead unless Rick or Michonne or the main characters come and say I'm done with the show yeah, yeah. then kill me off they're not going to kill yeah, them yeah, off yeah. but in Thrones you don't know season to season like because they've done that for the first four or five seasons they were killing main characters all yeah. and you were just like like devastated yeah. and stuff like that so that's a big and and then there were shows like I said I think it was uh, like a, a Chicago PD when it came back. Yeah. When it started, I remember watching the first episode there, and within the first episode, one of the main characters gets shot and killed in the first episode. I'm thinking, that's straight cause and effect from Thrones. Because yeah, yeah, there, yeah. were, there were other shows after watching Thrones that where yeah. they took that, oh, we're, we're going to, the shock factor. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's yeah. really kind of what got people was, that's you point. know, go together. So, yeah. you know, I, I would give it a good one more go right, if I was you. I'll do that yeah. for you guys. Um, and like I said, we sit down and we just like we just did the last seven weeks of Thrones breakdowns, and because it all started when we were working at work, yeah. and we would get in trouble because <laughs> they'd come around and people would be like, "Are you guys even doing work? You're being too loud. You can stop yeah. talking." So that's yeah. kind of why I started the podcast yeah. and all that. But yeah, give it another go. If right. you ever all need, right, if you ever need any breakdowns, gotcha. there's plenty of people at the office. Come to me. I can help you. I hear everyone talking about it. Yeah, okay. it's a lot of yeah. a lot of like, wait, how are they related? How are they know each other? Why yeah. do they hate each other? Why yeah. is this person trying to kill this person? Yeah. And it can be difficult. And even now, sometimes I look back at stuff and I go, oh, okay. Like, I'm connecting things from season one and two because it's it's just so intricate. And there's so much there that you got to yeah. watch. You know, like yeah. you said, you have to focus you do. for that yeah. hour. And if you don't, like, if you go up and take, like, a pee break or something, you can miss something That's major. That, oh, yeah. You can miss something true. major. And then yeah. you have to... Rewatch it, it. Yeah. and then. But so. I think that's one of the things on Hard Knocks where they, at the very end of this Tampa Bay Hard Knocks, they've done some Game of Thrones breakdowns. And one of the guys says exactly what Jeep says. Like all of a sudden, if I doze off and I wake up, I'm like six what characters. Happened? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, I gotta rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta rewatch it. So, so it, definitely give it another go. But before we dive into the Triple Whammy Sauce Notebook, I've got. So yeah, you brought up. Recently, new father was it from yep. April? Now is how many April, months? He's five months. Five, five months. months yesterday, yeah. Turned five months. How is it being a new dad? Uh, it's good. It's yeah. just last the last three nights he slept all through the night. That's okay. big in yeah. the dad world. <laughs> okay. It's awesome. Okay. Um, but um, thank God for our my mom and dad. They live in the Boston area, and my wife's uh, parents they live in the Knoxville. So our moms have kind of been working it out that they've been able to come and watch him during okay. the day. So nice. we like to put him in daycare when he's one years old, but just to see him develop and you know, it's just, it's real rewarding as a dad. And, yeah. You know, I have a soft side of me. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, no, he's, he's a good boy. He okay. really is. So it's, it's really nice, but you know, anything you want to do, you know, I used to want to get up and go to the gym, but you know, you have a kid now, so you gotta, you know, you can't really do, you can't have, you know, you can't go out with the guys as much yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you got more responsibility. And if you want to, me and my wife, if we want to go anywhere, we have to bring him or not all his bags and yeah. toys and his car seat and all yeah. that. But um, I want to trade it for the world. It's, nice. it's, it's great. Nice. Yeah, it's all great. right. Yeah. So I'll have you grab that notebook right there. This one. And as you're, as you're looking through it, for anybody who hasn't listened the first time, this is our Triple M Sauce notebook. It has questions from anything and everything. Um, all kinds of ranges, 
range of questions. Zach will pick one. Pick one that's not checked off. Not checked. Not checked, yeah. Okay. And he'll ask it. We'll all answer it. It could stem another discussion. And then after the fact, he'll add a question or how many he wants to at the end. Um, and if there's a name next to the question, read that as well because it could be it could be from a, po- a, a recent guest. And on top of that also, as I brought up, if you haven't yet, join the Pick'em League. It's on Yahoo with the group ID 3453, and the, the password is Beards with a capital B. And let's see. Have you picks in by? Pack, picks in by Thursday. I think if you mix Thursday, you can still join to do the rest of the week on Sunday. Sunday yeah. So definitely join that. Again, you get a trip where we sauce prize pack. And as always, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, like, follow. Five star ratings good. and all that. <laughs> this is tough. Yeah, these are all good ones. All right, sorry. I'll oh, you're good. Going. No, I'm we're good. Going. While he's still looking, Jeeves, where, where can the people find you on the socials? Uh, Jeeves nineteen eighty eight on Instagram. Twitter is the same thing, and Jay Vasquez on Facebook. Nice. And mine will be J Roll Nation, and then uh, Twitter, Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook. And Jacob Rowland on Facebook, and then the Beards Watch, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, I'll throw out our Survivor fantasy. When you asked him what shows you're waiting yeah. for, looking forward to, I'm, I'm looking for the Survivor. Survivor our Survivor fantasy game will fire back up. Uh, we'll have that episode on the 19th of uh, all our teams picked and break down. I think it starts on the 27th. Yeah. So that'll also, if, you, if you're interested in your Survivor fan, let us know. You can join our fantasy team. That does not... Um, although Alex thinks so, that does not hand out a triple whammy prize pack. I can't hand out too many triple whammy prize no, packs. No, that yeah. one we do have a cool trophy. Yep, that's uh, in Alex's. That's in Alex's possessions hand. right now. But you'll get the trophy. You can keep it at your workplace or at your house, wherever you want to, and you'll get a photo shout out and all that stuff. But no prize pack there. Oh. So okay. Oh, he's got one. Here we okay, go. Okay, ready? Do you think the Second Amendment? Should be abolished. The right to bear arms. Woo! Who wrote that one? Oh, oh God. Is it AC? No. Is it E? Uh, is it E? Oh, that might be your dad, Eddie Rowland. Oh, yeah. That's Eddie, my dad. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> your dad. That's Eddie Rowland. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's his dad, Eddie. Second Amendment. Right to should be abolished. Which means... Taken out. Taken out. Be yeah. done with, so then you can't have guns. So, hmm, yeah, I guess yeah, it's you, can't have, yeah. you couldn't you can't have, have firearms. I'll say this: I don't think it should be abolished, but I think that more res- tighter restrictions may need to go in place with some. You know, I, you know, I read recently. I, I, it's gonna get a little dark, but that Dylan Roof thing that happened yep. a couple years ago—it's a horrible incident. They missed. He wasn't supposed to be able to buy a gun because he had tested or had a recent charge or something, and they. It, he went up there and it, they didn't check, you know, they checked him, but it scanned out through the FBI. And then all of a sudden, you know, three weeks later, they said, oh, he shouldn't have a gun. Well, it was too late then, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So maybe tighter restrictions. I don't think, you know, if you take away, you know, I think someone, you know, a, a right to have it, you start kind of limiting on, okay, what happens if the military does take over and you can't defend yourself or whatever yeah. it is, it gets to a point yeah. there, so... I agree with that. I, I don't own any guns. Yeah. Um, my dad owns a gun. Just one gun. Yeah. I don't understand people. I understand people have collection, but yes. I don't understand how people have, you know, these automatic. Right, I can you know, engage you there. Yeah. What do you need it for? What do you need that yes, for? Yes, I agree. I agree. And, they, and that's, you know, see a lot of these sad situations where, you know, people get shut up there. They have these automatic weapons. Yeah. And these high powered ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I understand a little. You can have a pistol for yeah. protection. I understand that. Shock. You know, having a family. You know, if yeah. anyone broke in, I can understand using that. But these automatic ones, these yes. high power. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I don't. I don't agree. Anyone should. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm with y'all. Um, I don't think it should be abolished. But I don't. I don't own any. Um, but like, I'm like Jacob. It's tighter restrictions, and I think make everybody go to a class. Yeah. Like you go. You you go, you have to go to. Yeah. To a gun to a gun class to get your license and yeah. everything like that. But for for someone who doesn't know anything about guns, I think they should go to at least maybe one, two more training classes. Training yeah. classes to get used to their gun, yeah. to get used to situations and stuff like that. And then after that, then it's on them if they want to keep going, keep learning about 
the guns yeah. and the laws yeah. of the guns yeah. and when you where you can carry it, when you can't carry it, um, and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think it should be abolished. Yeah, no. yeah. I like to say those automatic weapons to me. If you're not using them because if you're gonna kill a deer with it, and you unload forty two rounds in it. It's not worth the deer's it. Deer's not, not gonna be good. Yeah, it's yeah. Really not gonna be worth they're it. not gonna have any meat left. On <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. So that's so, that. Yeah. Again, to a point to where maybe you you know you go through a little more higher check and you can only have a limit of some. And yeah, we're not here to debate. I know there'd be somebody going, well, if you start putting limits and then da, 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 yeah. where's the American? But I think with the stuff that's happening now, yeah, you know, a, a shotgun or rifle to go hunting with. A, a pistol to protect yourself or yep. carry it around if you feel like, yep. you know, your life's in jeopardy or whatever it may yep. be. But, you know, being able – and then some of that stuff, like, I think it's in Texas. You can actually carry a an open carry on, like, a college campus and stuff. And it's just like <laughs> – that's just – that's crazy to me. Somebody, I mean, I know some of these professional athletes that carry around. I know people – but, like, why are you putting yourself in some of the situations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them grew up in that environment, yes. you know, these rough, so they're kind of used to it, but I don't know. I just... No, I, it, it, it's tough. wild because that stuff always comes up, and you think about somebody like Plesko Burns, who was in the club, right. accidentally shot himself, yeah. but again, it's like, wait a second, I don't know how many times when I was, when I wanted to go to the club, hey, but when I did, if you're feeling that bad, if you want to carry a gun, maybe you shouldn't go. Yeah. Like, and it's hey, bad, you shouldn't go, too, man. And, like, like <laughs> said, when I went, I went with him a couple times, and, like, they always checked you. They check your ID, yeah. Yeah. and then they always did, did at least a pat-down. Yeah. And, I mean, how can – I mean, yeah, he is a known star. He might have got through the back door yeah. or whatnot. But still, he should still be getting checked like yeah. everybody else. Well, that – and like I said, I think it's wild that he does that. And he, that goes, he has to carry. Well, he goes to jail. But if that happened in, like, North Carolina or Texas, it would have been nothing. Yeah, because of the different laws. So sure. that's what I think is also very interesting is how a different the law the different laws states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going to different. You states. know, it's, I, was it last year they were talking about at football stadiums you can bring. Oh, though they tried to pay. It was what uh, was it? You know, was it Arkansas? You were able to bring in. They, no, know? they were they were trying to pass a law. Yeah. That said, you were allowed to bring in an open carry to a college. That, that was crazy to me. Well, I was uh, like, yeah. how does this even get to the floor? <laughs> like the floor, right? Like. What makes you think mixing young people, alcohol, and highly competitive sports as a good idea? That just you're setting yourself yeah, up for man. something terrible to happen. Yes. When I heard that, I was like, "Are they serious?" Yeah, yeah. I think it, it made it to the floor, and I think it yeah. got voted I didn't hear anything else. Yeah, Fifty-seven to three or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, even the fact that it made that far is laughable. And like, what in the world? But, but yeah, all right. That was a that, was, that took us on a good little tangent there. But all right, so we went through our socials. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Zach, how can people? I know you were big on Instagram and Twitter, but you've kind of been silent. Maybe the dad things got you there. Yeah, I just don't think I'm really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I looked you up, and plus my wife makes fun of me even I do. Well, because so. on your Instagram, so you you still are big into lifting. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, Yeah. so that was a lot of your posts were yeah, yeah. Because I I want to do more of that, but my wife keeps me in check. Okay, it's like Zach, what are you doing? (laughs) But I I do kind of have, you know, my friends. You know, I'm a big, you know, big meathead, but you know, I know what I'm talking about. So a lot of my friends, you know, like hearing what I have to say. So I do it for them. Yeah, and. um, but my wife puts me in check. She's like, Zach, what are you doing? You look like an idiot. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm trying to try to save myself a headache. You know? Real quick before we sign off, how'd you meet your wife? I met her in Charlotte. And I met her out. Back when you started at ACC? Did yeah, you? so okay. I, ended, I ended up moving here for an old girlfriend. We didn't okay. work out. So I was single for a while. And um, my buddy, on a random night, it was one of the only times I hung out. I was like, Zach. Going out with a bunch of um, Charlotte Bobcat cheerleaders at the time. You want to come? There's an open bar. Yeah. 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 So I go in, and it's me and him and another guy, and there's all these beautiful women, and um, and including my wife was in there, and you know I was shaking everyone's hand, and and I mean she was beautiful to me, and so I I thought she was taken out, and I'm actually kind of a shy guy. (laughs) So my friend who was there, he's like Zach, you know, um, the girl he was with, he's like, she was like Zach, what are you? is there any girls you want to talk to? And, you know, I was looking around and the majority of them were taken and then she brings this, my wife's 6'2". She's a tall, beautiful oh, wow. yeah. How tall are you? 6'3"? 6'4". Yeah. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Oh, she was good for my posture. So, she was coming over. I was like, oh man, what do I say? What do I say? And she was wearing this really pretty 
bright cherry red, you know, blazer, and she was drinking, um, you know, her drink was red, you know, I don't know what she was drinking, but, so the only thing that came to mind, I was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so, uh, you match all your clothes with what you drank, and she thought that was so funny. <laughs> so, she still thinks I'm really funny, so I'm like, that makes me feel good, so we just hit it off. Yeah, it was hey, great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So how old did you guys date before you got married? Met in uh, 2012. We got married um, last um, last April. So it was okay. 2016. So about four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And we just bought a new home. We're going to be living in Matthews. So moving to the Burbs. Okay. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Matthews. Looking, looking right. to buy a lawnmore now. So that's a big hey, exciting I, thing in I, my I'm life. I'm with you on that. I've been yeah. rolling the lawn. Yeah. So yeah. The next step there. Yep. All right. So, so yeah, if they, if they wanted to find you on social medias, how could Big they Big Instagram you? guy, yeah. Z-A-S-A-C-K-44. I think okay. Z-A-S-A-C-44. Yep. And then uh, I don't have a Facebook. Um, I'm Twitter, but I'm boring. I, 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 like, I don't think you've tweeted in like two yeah, years. Yeah, what, yeah. What other social media? Oh, I'm on Snapchat. Okay. Uh, I don't even know my Snapchat name, but uh, just like I'm Zach Asac. I'm the only Zach Asac. <laughs> Z-A-C-K-A-S-A-C-K. So, okay. um, yeah, this is awesome, guys. Now, is your name Zachary or just Z-A-C-K? Yeah, Zachary. My wife is the only one calling me Zachary. Okay, so, but Zachary, but then why did you, did you, is it Zachary with a K? It's Zachary, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, but my I go by Zach, Z-A-C-K. Okay. Yeah. What was that? Was that a, when you were a kid decision? Yeah, that's my birth certificate, Zachary Asa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know but if you chose between the, like, Z-A-C, Z-A-C-H, yeah, Z-A-C-K. Yeah. yeah, It was just a... But everyone spells it Z-A-C-H. And okay. It's, it's, I just said, so that was just yeah. a kid thing? You're like, I'm, kid, going, I'm yeah. like throwing the K on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, well, yeah. we'll, we'll send it out, and I'm sure, Zach, we'll have you back. Anytime. Any, yeah. you know. Football season. Football season, yeah. We'll definitely get you there. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're the first time the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Patriots <laughs> won the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs>